Hello everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here, here with the latest news on animation and pop culture. Hopefully everyone is having a wonderful day, no matter where you are around the world. I have so much things to cover, everything has been great this week. So let's get started with their first latest news, which is an update I did during my break, which is covering the controversy with the YouTuber by the name of Totally Not Mark, which comes from techpost.com that a YouTuber shared his experience on a winning a copyright strike war against Toei Animation. The success was influenced by YouTube's unique copyright rules, which supports content creators. In a recent uploaded video, the YouTuber Tony Not Mark explained the conclusion with his dispute against Toei. The company has issued around over 150 copyright claims against his videos with a, de- with a demand to have them deleted from, U- from the YouTube channel. Fortunately, the streaming platform YouTube stepped up and supported him. The animation company contacted YouTube and complained about the videos that extract copyright violations. This escalated to a full-on takedown notices. Toy did not immediately respond and proceed to the manually blocked the videos they had flagged. Now YouTube saw this as a direct violation of their copyright policy according to the according to Tony Not Mark, the this incited a serious discussion between the Japanese YouTube team and the American YouTube team and other related personnel. At one point, Toy ended up submitting a new list of 86 videos striked from its initial 150, 150 complaints, but the YouTuber reviewed the list and he called it, and I quote, baffling and inc- incohistent. Now, the YouTuber emphasized that simply put out, they're all okay or not pertaining the videos that had been violated the copyright issues taking the opinion in consideration YouTube decided the copyright rule that suggested a different audience should be appealed well this is gonna be this is where it gets interesting folks which they noticed that the videos are English and were, ups, or were obviously targeted to Western audiences, so it should stay available in this section of the world. Although Totally Not Mark case is, is unique, he might not be the first YouTuber or streamer to encounter this problem. Which I'm curious who is the other person. But anyways, in Totally Not Mark's case, YouTube notices that the Jap- that Japan's had stricter copyright laws, whereas the U.S. has fair use. Of allowances now so that they so they so they took down totally no marks video from streaming in Japan but let they open on other countries the youtuber told Kotaku in an email that and I quote it's recently assuring but with the fair use so respectful respected in so many territories YouTube creators with no control over where their content will be shared once the, they uploaded there's certainly a long long way to go i want to give you guys more details on this situation because i actually watched his video and the, i want to put in a bit more details because they're really important what he said during the time you um around early january after the whole situation between um uh with toy and his channel uh totally on our mark um obviously received notification from YouTube saying that hey the company violated our rules which basically what they did was that they basically just 
they strike his the copyright claim his videos but in YouTube's case you, you could do that however he, he had to give a brief description of why 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 you're doing this why you're copyright claiming these videos which toy did not do that they didn't do that and so what Tony Mark mentioned was that yes he was able to get his videos back but however YouTube told him do not do that because if they because if he does we upload his videos then Toei will do this will do the same thing but he'll they'll be more knowledgeable for they'll be more knowledgeable basically of knowing to put detailed descriptions basically while they cover and claim his videos so so what they did was they they gather um he mentioned that a bunch of youtube influencers they mentioned was in was in on it basically um helping him basically and other you and youtube staff members in america and japan and according to what Tony mark mentioned was that um yeah it's a difficult case because you're dealing with another countries with strict with linear copyright claims and if he if he able to make it into the japanese court system he will obviously have a difficult time to win because you're dealing with another country and there are different rules so what they so what they did obviously was that they they youtube decided that we're going to block your videos however only in japan everyone else around the world are able to see those videos now Toy Animation could still do this. They could still block it from preventing anyone to see it. However, they will have to go to different courts outside of Japanese law, which I kind of doubtly gonna do that because let's face it, uh, um, uh, you're let's say let's say Japan wants to, uh, for example, let's say Japan wants to go to America. Honestly, they say, hey, you can't do that in America so even though we're even though our laws are different that's not gonna cut it or any other country like Germany France Africa or uh, um, Central or South America UK whatever they all have different you get the you get the gist everyone has different types of copyrighted laws even even what he mentioned before is that that the thing is there is no such thing as international copyright laws because each country has their own copyrighted system. So it'll be difficult for Toy to do this. To go to each country and try to tell them don't don't let these YouTubers show your videos on your region. So that'll be interesting to see if they try to do that. Now, another thing I want to mention is that um with this move, YouTube Harley does this, they only do this for um, other companies that have videos blocked or other countries blocked by YouTube's other, their own country basically. So according to what Tony Ono Mark said was that he he mentioned that this is going to be a new policy that they going to implement since this situation where if a YouTuber gets gets like a strike or copyright claim by, by, by a company from another country YouTube has an obligation to, um, but it depends on the um, the situation of how, of, depends on the situation basically. If it's high state, YouTube has the ability to block all the videos that have been striked to that country. International, not international, uh, to that country and leaving all the other videos free from around the world 
I would say it's a win. I would say it's a big win. I know. I know. Um, totally not. Mark mentions that it's not really a big win because you know Toy could still have that power to um to go to you know go to other countries to try to manipulate all the stuff to prevent him from uploading or showing these videos for other countries. But for me, this is a big win and a big sign that yeah, YouTube needs to step up, step up, step up more with their creators. Stop making ridiculous stuff. Like for example. Uh, the other day, I heard that YouTube is going to implement NFTs, which is, uh, how is that beneficial for creators buying non-fungible tokens of a picture? How is that benefit to creators? I, I, I don't understand. You, you guys say that, that um, oh, oh, dislikes are not, are not, uh, are not, are the problem, but NFTs are a good way to do so. I mean, are the problem basically but the NFTs are a good, are a good way for, for the creators what doesn't make any sense come on YouTube come on Susan Winjiki CEO of YouTube come on do something please you're making YouTube a bit more worse I know you can play my YouTube a lot and, and I'm glad I'm not in the platform anymore honestly I mean not anymore but I'm glad I'm not in that, in that platform there a little bit of a hellhole over there what they're doing they're dealing with but but really nfts for youtube come on what the heck aside from that yes this is a big win because you're facing with the biggest animation company or one of the biggest animation companies in the world toy has made a lot of anime most importantly with dragon ball and digimon i did a lot of research and they owned a lot of anime honestly and to this point, I mentioned before I'm not gonna support not gonna support the company Toei. I mean, I hardly I look. I'll be honest with you, I hardly watch anime, so that'll be that'll be an easy thing, honestly. And even if someone tried to get me into anime, I might as well just like find anime that's not directly towards Toei or just not watch anime at all, which is fairly easy for me. I mean, it's gonna be difficult for you guys. If you guys want to not support Toei, it's up to you, honestly. It's up to you guys. If you don't want to support this company or not? It's up to you. But for me, I'm not gonna support the company whatsoever sorry about that i'm not gonna buy any jagaball merchandise or anything i'm not even i know i'm not even gonna see the jagaball movie coming out even though it's gonna be totally cgi those movies gonna be totally cgi honestly and i mentioned that before i'm still gonna keep the word of my oath and i know it's gonna be difficult for family members buying me jagaball merchandise because they don't know the situation i have to explain them the whole thing whatever but I'll just let them consume whatever, but I'm still not gonna buy any other products, any other video games, or anything else. I'll just buy some something that's, that's like enjoyable to me, honestly. So that's the situation with Tony Not Mark. Hopefully, hopefully, every YouTuber will learn from the situation that make sure you guys be prepared for what's to come. Because another thing I wanna mention is that despite that, YouTube needs to learn their lesson that other companies have that power to do that, honestly. Especially if they're not from other countries. For example, many other YouTubers have been copyrighted, claimed by other um, by other companies, especially in the U.S. For example, with uh, with Universal with Universal Music or Sony Music, or Sony Pictures. One of my YouTubers were um. Uh, got their video privated because they were playing a they were playing GTA and apparently a song 
that was owned by Sony and they got their videos pirated by them basically. Things happens like that basically. And they could abuse that power. YouTube needs to learn that that the companies could abuse have that power honestly. Even if it's even as if they're in their own region. That is the most dangerous thing that, that YouTube give them that given that tool basically. And they should learn from this from when it happened to, to happened with the toy situation that this company abused that tool and did not give any descriptions of why they did this or why this intellectual property is copyright claimed, honestly. And this is what needs to happen, honestly. We need this. We need we need something could shift YouTube into the right direction, honestly. And I believe this one should be the good direction that YouTube should be. You know, it has got to be a bit shady of maybe allowing creators to publish their videos not showing in other countries, but who knows, honestly. We just have to wait until the future goes. But if totally not, Mark, if you're listening to this for some reason, I don't know how, but congratulations, my friend. Congrats for winning this um, uh, this lawsuit. I am really, I'm really proud of you, honestly. I know it's not an absolute, not totally an absolute win for you, like you mentioned, but for me, it is an absolute win for you, totally number. Congratulations, my friend. You, you done, you, you, you basically did a good fight. One thing I also want to mention was that um, I just realized is that during his video, um, I think it was the lead video he mentioned. Someone mentioned about um about his Japanese Japanese audiences, honestly, which got me worried that, that despite having the video been blocked by Japan, just a bit worried that his maybe his Japanese YouTubers won't I mean YouTubers or his Japanese audiences won't be able to see his videos. Which is kinda sad in a way. But for me I maybe Japan allows VPNs or have their citizens get a VPN I don't know if they do that if they do then and they might as well use it honestly and watch these videos in VPN honestly but I don't know if they're able to do that or something like that maybe they could just go around the loops and just watch these videos and other types of, of programs or whatever to watch these videos but overall yeah I'm happy that this is gonna be happy for this happy for this man congratulations man again I'm glad you're able to um to have your videos reinstated and make sure it enjoys to everyone around the world besides Japan honestly so this is an absolute win for not just him but for all content creators to show that YouTube actually has a brain to protect their their youtubers for once honestly and I believe that they should be doing this more often than just that honestly I mean that's just my opinion it really does now our next story for today um, comes from twitter.com which I really want to mention about this story that I just found out when I was scrolling through to finding other articles and this one kind of Hardly has any attention, but I believe this one deserves to be in the light, honestly. Which is, which is, I want to say, um, I found this. I found in one of, I follow one of my, um, uh, one of the uh, in the cartoon communities. They call him uh, Rise and Fall of Nickelodeon Bick, or Rise and Fall of Nickelodeon. He he does like a lot of interesting content when it comes to animation and you know, in the industry. I really like his content. It's really unique. I recommend you guys follow him on Twitter. I don't know if he has a YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure he does. I don't know. But he does a lot of good stuff. But besides the point, he posted a Twitter on Twitter that um 
apparently a girl a, a girl who is a fan who is in the fandom of Miraculous Ladybug has recently committed suicide because apparently in the fandom they shamed her because she liked a villain a, she liked the villain within the show Miraculous Ladybug and I didn't believe this at first but I look I really look into this and it's sadly it is it is true honestly I have the um I have the original post here as well as the translation to it is in Spanish but I'll leave you guys in English uh, for all you audiences so here's what the um photo post mentions <clears throat> hello this is a bit off topic but my girlfriend yesterday took a decision to end her to end her life. She suffered from bullying by parts of the fandom and her friends because she watched Marcus Ladybug, and she was a fan of the villain by the name of Lilla Rose Lilla Rossi. She had several months enduring it, but despite that, she continued and always told me she she wanted to see Lilla in the in the series. I truly I truly need to support. Because I wasn't expecting that she would take this decision, and she's also one of us who suffers rejection just because we prefer other characters. And I know it's just a cartoon as to take the ending, but she's jaded of the of that did it, of that did it. Sorry about that. Um, I hope she can rest now, and I ask you to please not leave any negative comments. Thanks for you for your attention. So yes, apparently, a girl within the Miraculous Ladybug fandom has committed has committed suicide because apparently a lot of people harassed her for liking one character. I really I looked into sort of the character what she was. Apparently, one of the people were able to give a description of the character was um she that the um, and I quote the character of Lila Ros Lily or Lila Rosa or Rosie is he complete a compulsive liar and tries to do what she can to get her in a way and for popularity. Now the characters' intentions, I mean actions and intentions are bad. The fandom most certainly took it too far in harassing someone for having a soft spot for a fictional character. Um, I mean, this is the most um, the most interesting thing and part of the uh, the fandom, honestly. Because, look, because no one wants to do this, honestly. And and the sad part is, is that, sorry about that, some of the interruptions, but it's, it's, it's interesting because why would they do this? Why? Just because she likes a different character? That you guys don't agree with? Come on. If this is what the cartoon community wants to be, I know they did some heinous stuff back then. Like for example, the the uh, the whole Steven Universe debacle, where where a they almost committed a girl to commit suicide because she draw one of the characters skinny, but thank God she um, she didn't attempt to do it. And then there's like another one they harassed the one of the storyboard artists because they didn't they didn't have their quote unquote ships with two characters and accused Rebecca Sugar for racism even though she didn't intending to draw that character in a blackface in a blackface scenario and then I believe there's other things that the culture community does that seems a bit a little bit disgusting and this has to be to, to take a kick as far as I know honestly I know they did something with other fandoms like uh, like 
Voltron and Shira, whatever the other controversies of that. But this one is so serious because you they literally did it. They ended a poor soul's life because of that. Why? Why? Sometimes. At times like this, sometimes I'm ashamed of being in a cartoon community because something like this. I don't know. It, just, it, it usually is like that. Sometimes I'm proud of it. Sometimes I'm not, honestly. And that's what all fandoms are. They sometimes they always have these bad apples causing a lot of horrendous stuff, honestly. And this one kind of takes the cake with this fandom, honestly, with the, with the animation or cartoon community, whatever community you have to call it. But it's just ridiculous of what of what these what these these people did to this girl and um, I am so sorry for for the person who um witnessed who witnessed your girlfriend to commit suicide not witness but like Sally heard that she committed suicide I'm very sorry to um yeah to deal with this to deal with this honestly and my condolences to to you and her family and with the situation and I believe this one should be able to bring to light honestly and I believe that every cartoon youtuber should be able to bring this up because it's an important matter and what has been going on and I believe this one should be brought to light because this should be never be happened ever again and everyone should learn their lesson because of this what the hell no one no one should harass a person to the point that they want to end their life because of a fictional character that other people disagree with. It is horrendous. It is disgusting. I can't believe it. I am so ashamed of this fucking fandom at this point. Look, I just love animation in general. And being part of a community who loves the same thing as you is great. It feels like you're connected to everyone else. But if you... But if... But if you... But if... It's somehow, if they do something horrendous, such as like this, you had to be ashamed at times to be part of that fandom. I am ashamed to be part of that fandom, to know that this, they do this honestly. I know people have part of fandoms who are, does things like this, and for me, I just feel ashamed, honestly, because they, they, they able to help me with like a lot of stuff. They were able to encourage me to do this podcast, and they were able to have the things I love with animation and Things like this is just a big no-no, honestly. I am, I, I, I am very disgusted with this fandom, and I don't know. I, it's something that, yeah, it should be brought to light. Not just this, because there is, there has been very known documents of the toxicity in this community, and we should be able to acknowledge this right now. This should be a, a, and basically saying a nail that hits the coffin, basically. A nail to the coffin. It should be a nail to the coffin to have everyone talk about the situation. Not just not just this not just this poor girl committed suicide, but the, the community in general. That this toxicity should be managed and should be stopped immediately, honestly. I know this won't be a possibility, but I'm pretty sure this needs to be brought to light, honestly. Because things things are gonna happen very serious along the lines, and people don't even talk about this. People could have their lives ended early. People could have even, even like smoke and sickness because of being harassed. People can't even bother to go through their own, through their daily, to daily life without this, without the situation being like sending death threats or whatever. I know people are saying, "Oh, you just turn off your phone, or whatever." That that is true, but at the same time, you're part of the community that makes you happy. 
that might be a bit difficult honestly which is or people might say just move on to another fandom that is true but overall not all not all people are like that honestly not all people are like that and maybe this community is the only thing they have honestly because let's be real not all people could be like that like I mentioned before and look we probably could just show how communities should be able to interact but I doubt that's gonna be it so I really hope the story goes through other content creators to bring this to light on us the other cartoon YouTubers to mention about the situation I really hope so honestly and again condolences to the girl condolences to the girl's family as well as her boyfriend for this situation honestly and he is just it is just disgusting to see to see this honestly and It's, it's just it's just something like this so it usually happens honestly it's just, I don't know what to do it's just weird I know, though, I know I want to talk about the next topic but at the same time it will be kind of rude to do so because this is a very serious topic but at the same time you have to bring it to more more like lighthearted move honestly so I know it's not lighthearted but sometimes you have to like just like make sure to have like in in good words to respect to respect everything else honestly so yeah just please bring this to light and let everyone know that this is not a good thing to do so now our last news for the day comes comes from the PC, pcgamer.com that valve engineers have been have been beavering away to try and improve the Steam Deck's battery life ahead of its improved improve, uh, impending launch, which is the date that just released of the upcoming Steam Deck, which is February 25th. In order to achieve this, its Linux devs have been making changes to the open source uh, Radeon Vulkan, which is basically the RD, RADV driver. Which is the Steam Deck uses to control variable rates of shading and currently under review. The drive changes could help the Steam Deck battery last longer than the first anticipated. And even given and even give the much anticipated handheld gaming devices a handy performance boost in, this, in supported games. Variable is a rate of shading VR VRS is a supported support a game uh, um, wonderful thing when implemented por- properly it gives the developers the in- a indication that the control over the intensive the shading of the implemented should of each portion on the screen and as well as the frame rate region that means that it doesn't need to put in a gpu res- resources into the rendering parts of the scene that doesn't that don't change or that the user isn't really paying attention to the upshot to this you can get higher frame rates because of the gpu isn't being harmed by any particular game or if the ba- or if the frame rates are looked you or are lo- locked you could get the lower power usage and therefore longer battery life in the handheld like the steam deck now, Forensic or, Phoenix, or Phonics highlights that the words and the work of Valve's Samuel Postage, who talked a little more of the changes of the RADV Vulcan's driver, mentioned that the previous VRS rates are hard, 
are hard-coded into the Vitrix shaders and its possibility for the first Vitrix in two VRS dramatically, basically. Many have been aired to concern that the playtime might be on the short side, but especially after Valve's developer Prior Lopt Gurus told IGN that the that it could last, and I quote, up to two to eight hours depending on what you're doing. You can play Portal 2 for at least four hours on this thing. If you limit it to around the 30 FPS, you can going to play up to six to five to six hours in a, in a little portable game. Now, first up, obviously, well, yes, we've got, got the confirmation that when the Steam Deck is going to be released, which is obviously February 25th. I heard, I think I heard pre-orders. If you pre-order the, the Steam Deck, it should be coming out around like February 28th. I believe it's the last day of February if, to, if this month's a leap year. That's interesting. Is this month a leap year or is it last month? Okay, this month is not a leap year. So basically saying, so yeah, last day of February, February 28th, basically. That's going to be where the Steam Deck's pre-orders are going to be released to the people who have ordered it, honestly, prior. But overall, I'm excited for this gaming console, despite the fact I have so many of them. I have all the kinds of consoles I have so far, except for an Xbox, honestly. But the Steam Deck gives variety because obviously it gives out games that's connected to the to the Steam to the Steam Store. Honestly, you could play you could play um I heard you could play uh, uh, Fallout seventy six, Jedi Fallen Order, Doom. It was the person mentioned Portal two. All types of games using under the software of Linux. Now people are concerning if Linux isn't if Linux software won't be compatible to other games which they need um, which they need uh, the Windows software honestly and to what I hear so far that Linux has a particular um, particular coding embedded that should be able to compatible with the games who are only played with only Windows systems so that's another good thing for having for for Valve to win in, in, implemented Linux within within the Windows Steam with the Windows Steam Deck. I mean Steam Deck honestly. And obviously this is gonna be the the Windows or their I mean Steam Deck's own software Steam OS which also has have ties with Linux as well. So full don't be worried. I'm pretty sure I'm excited for this one and I'm glad they're able to implement it more screen time and better usage with the um with the Steam Deck around five to six hours, depending on the frame width you're you're playing on. Like I mentioned before, if you play Portal 2, 30 FPS, you probably get around like around like three, uh, like two or three hours on it, basically, or like five or six hours. So it all depends on the frame rate you put in, while you, and it also depends on the game you're you're playing on. Depends on the power usage. So that's interesting to know before you get the console in general. Another console will be compatible with with uh, connecting to monitors and, and as well as TV. So it's basically, you could play it basically, um, uh, you could just like stream it honestly. You could stream games with using a little, little device honestly on your monitor. And it's just, it's a very great thing to have honestly. And I might think of getting it, I don't know. Honestly, I know there's a few games I wanna play that are not in my console or any consoles I have so far and we want to play it so 
that would be a good opportunity for you to get the Steam Deck. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Throughout the past two years within the pandemic, we've seen many consoles, for example, the new generation consoles, new generation consoles PS5 and Xbox Series X or S, have been um, in short supply because of two things. One, there's a chip shortage going around right now, which I, which I believe I heard is not a problem because I heard that Sony is going to either uh, re- producing more PS4s or having the PS4 components within the PlayStation 5, but a bit more upgraded. I don't know. I heard something like that around the rumors. Um, one, the chip shortage, and two, obviously the scalpers. People are going to buy <clears throat> new heavily these products and able to buy it and sell it through other shady to other um, websites like 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 eBay or Amazon I'll say for like one thousand dollars <laughs> like what the heck I mean just the steam that costs the basis one cost like around like 400 bucks or 200 bucks something around like that. I think it was 400 bucks for at least for at least like a 64 gigabyte um, gaming console honestly and that's one thing to be worried about and and I don't know this might be a good launch or a bad launch who knows honestly um we'll just have to wait and see what happens with this with this with the console they, they're able to sell successfully or not I don't know how much they're able to to they, they produce this this steam deck but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be less than the population around the earth I doubt it but hopefully it's gonna be enough for people to buy it and hopefully review it to see it's legit or not I would I for me I suggest to just wait on it have people review the Steam Deck and to see if this is actually a legit good console honestly I recommend it to do that to every single console you buy honestly because it's a great way to do so I know you don't want to be patient to wait for another streamline of Steam Decks but it's better to have the knowledge of what this console contains than having it to have like a broken console already have on your palm of your hands, honestly. Unless you're a technician or a computer or a computer programmer who knows how to fix this stuff within the Steam Deck. But but with the average person, I'm pretty sure you just want to wait, have the reviews out, and to see if this is a, a legit console to get, honestly. I really believe you should, you guys should do that. Should do that. Do it. Everyone's doing it. You do it with games, so make sure you do it with the Steam Deck. Especially if you're going to take it on the go, which is very unique. I really like this situation. I really like this um this focus point on the Steam Deck, having the inspiration of the Nintendo Switch with this success. So that's another thing to think of. If the Steam Deck is gonna beat the Nintendo Switch, I could kinda see it since they're gonna have more variety within their games open um being available. So we just had to wait and see if that's going to be an interesting way to do so. Since this is a, basically a gaming company who just made games and they're releasing their first ever console. So we just had to wait and see if this is going to be a, a competitor within, within between the lines of uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. So we just had to wait and see if we'll find out in the near future. So February 25th. If you guys want to get it, go ahead. The Steam Deck. I don't know what website. I would do more research on what website to get a sell the Steam Decks. But I would say just trust Amazon or just look into like the social medias on on Steam in general, honestly, or Valve.
Now, that's it for today's news. Everyone, hope you guys like today's news. Make sure you guys like or subscribe. <coughs> Sorry about that. Make sure you guys subscribe or follow this podcast to get more news such as like this. I also want to make an announcement for the regards to the 100th episode of the podcast. Um, <clears throat> like I mentioned in the previous episode, if you guys haven't listened to it, I recommend that now. But I would like to say that um, that we, I made this decision with a couple of friends of mine that we, for the celebration of the of the hundred episode of my podcast, we decided to make our own podcast within me and my friends, which is called the Pogs Cast. Which basically Pogs is basically Poggers, so basically the Pogs Casts. So first episode has already been released just go type in the podcast over on spotify we're still waiting for any verification from other from other um from other uh platforms like apple or google or google podcast or itunes we're just still waiting for that verification but for now we're available on spotify and anchor honestly but mostly i recommend it to go on spotify and listen to us so that's basically the celebration of the 100 episode called the pogs cast I like to uh, mention before was that I like to mention before that um, this the podcast we made will be um, explicit, honestly. So <clears throat> prepared to hear some things you won't hear, like, such as here in Animation Nation. So if you guys want to check it out of our podcast, go ahead. It's called the Podcast over at Spotify. So for the next episode of the po- of Animation Nation, we're not sure how we're gonna start with the hundred episode, but. We just we need to see what we're gonna what we're gonna do. So, but that's the only thing we're gonna celebrate is the release of our own podcast with a couple of friends of mine. So, so yeah, so yeah. So thank you for listening for today's podcast, everyone. Make sure you guys follow our official official Twitter account, which is basically Animation Natty Ten, Animation Natty, Animation Natty Ten, for more updates over there. So, thank you all for listening. This is Animation Nation. I am your host, Prime Time here. Hopefully, get to see you guys next next week or Sunday depending on what news we got so far so have a wonderful day and stay safe goodbye